Smells from the breakfast taqueria down on Ellsworth were starting to drift through the park. Chorizo and eggs and coffee. On the swing set, Jem came down for another run. He shouted. Then he made with the machine guns. Lindsay Buckingham glared at me. He didn't move out of the way. You're blocking my view of the parking lot, I told him. Oh, pardon me. I waited. Are you going to move? Are you going to shut your kid up? Some mornings. It's not bad enough it's October in Texas and you're still waiting for the first cold front to come through. It's not bad enough your boss sends her four-year-old with you on surveillance. You've got to have Lindsay Buckingham in your face, too. Look, I told him. See this backpack? There's a Sanyo TLS 900 in there. Pinhole lens, clear resolution from 200 yards. But it can't see through idiots. In a minute, if you move, I might get some nice footage of Miss Kearns meeting somebody she's not supposed to be meeting. My client will pay me good money. If you don't move, I'll get some nice footage of your crotch. That's how it works. Lindsay scratched some sweat droplets out of his beard. He looked at the backpack. He looked at me. Bullshit. Jem kept swinging higher and shouting louder. His skinny brown legs were pinched into an hourglass shape by the swing. When he got to the top, he went weightless, silky black hair sticking up like a sea urchin, his eyes wide, his smile way too big for his face. Then he got a look of evil determination and came swooping down on the Taiji students again, machine guns blazing. The Oshkosh Bagosh Luftwaffe. Don't suppose you guys could move your class, I suggested. Nice place over there by the creek. Lindsay looked indignant. What is firmly established cannot be uprooted. I would have been okay if he hadn't quoted Lao Tzu. That tends to irritate me. I sighed and got up from the bench. Lindsay must have been about six feet five. Standing straight, I was eye level with his Adam's apple. His breath smelled like an Indian blanket. Let's push hands for it then, I said. You know how to push hands. He snorted. You're kidding. I go down, I move. You go down, you move. Ready? He didn't look particularly nervous. I smiled up at him. Then I pushed. You see the way most guys push each other, hitting the top of each other's chest like bullies do it on television. Stupid. In Tai Chi, the push is called Liu, uproot. You sink down, get the opponent under the rib cage, then make like you're prying a big tree out of the ground. Simple. When Lindsay Buckingham went airborne, he made a sound like a hard note on a tenor sax. He flew up about two feet and back about six. He landed hard, sitting down in front of his students. On the swing, Jem cut the machine guns mid-strafe and started giggling. The ponytail guys stopped doing their routine and stared at me. The lady in the pink sweats said, Oh, dear. Learn to roll, I told them. It hurts otherwise. Lindsay got to his feet slowly. He had grass in his hair. His underwear was showing. Standing doubled over, he was about eye level with me. God damn it, he said. Lindsay's face turned the color of a pomegranate. 
His fists balled up and they kept bobbing up and down like he was trying to decide whether or not to hit me. I think this is where you say you have dishonored our school, I suggested. Then we all bring out the nunchakus. Jem must have liked that idea. He slowed down his swing just enough to jump off, then ran over and hung on my left arm with his whole weight. He smiled up at me, ready for the fight. Lindsay's students looked uncomfortable, like maybe they'd forgotten the nunchaku routine. Whatever Lindsay was going to say, it was interrupted by two sharp cracks from somewhere behind me, like dry boards breaking. The sound echoed thinly off the walls of the SAC buildings. Everybody looked around, squinting into the sun. When I finally focused on the 68 Blue Cougar I was supposed to be watching, I could see a thin curl of smoke trailing up from the driver's side window.